Yeah, can you? Yep. Perfect. Right there. Awesome. You gonna hop in on us? No, 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 no. All right, cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Counter Culture Podcast. We are here with the man himself, Jason Grubb. Hello. What's up, dude? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Competition is over. Yeah. So I'm relieved. How do you feel about it? Good. Yeah. I'm good. This well, you a, you won. I won. So <laughs> uh, this is my fourth straight win at Legends. Okay. Um, coming off of my fourth straight win at the CrossFit Games, so that was good. I mean, I, I come in with a ton of pressure on myself. Yeah. At the same time, like, there's a good chance I'm not gonna win, because the field is so stacked. It's a very very difficult age group. I'm 48. Uh, so this is really my fourth year in this age group. I've got one more year than I age up. Okay. Um, and that's what we, at, in masters, we look forward to that. Like I'll be 50 in two years. Yeah. Oh, I'll be in a new age group. It's going to be great. <laughs> you feel like it's bit, less you know? pressure yes. then? Yes. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, finishing a competition like this with the pressure I put on myself, there's a, almost a relief and like, okay, mission accomplished. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I think is so crazy is like, you've been running around like, like, like a chicken with his head cut off basically yes. because not only are you competing but you're also handling business too. yes how many athletes do you have here we have 14 athletes that i know of wow um, there might be 15 or 16 but 14 that i know of competing here and so yeah our we're a new company you know yeah. boulder athlete we launched i mean we founded earlier this year but we launched officially to the public just after the crossfit games this year so august 1st we launched and so we want to we want to raise awareness for masters addicts we want to mm -hmm. spotlight them my wife and i used to be wedding photographers that was oh, our nice. occupation years and years ago um and we're good at it we're, we're good at, at making good images sure and so she is our resident media team uh, like she's okay. our media team and so like every morning she would get up early and get this get, get you know create a spreadsheet mm -hmm. with when and where every athlete is going wow so that she could make sure she's on time capturing them even if I was going, she would come shoot me and then go shoot our other athletes. Okay. And come get me, come get another athletes with two different floors. That happened a couple of times. Um, Sweet. And again, just making sure that my athletes see me on that sideline, just there. That you I mean, care. That I care. Yeah. And I, and I very much do care. And for another example would be uh, day two. I didn't do great on my second event that day. It was rope climbs and uh, some jump rope stuff. Mm. I'm normally really good at all this stuff, but I had a couple of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I ended that workout in eighth place. It bumped me to second place overall. And I was just mentally just a little frustrated with myself because I made mistakes. Just I'm feeling capable. defeated a yeah, little bit. a little defeated. Like, I got to work now on the, the next the next few days. Like, I got to fight, claw my way back to the top. But our 35-year-old female athlete, uh, we stayed till the end of the night to watch her on that workout. And she won the entire event. And like this is her first year competing in a large yeah. event. She just turned 35. Uh, she doesn't have any experience with any of this, and she won the event. And like I went home so excited, it's as if I won the event. Yeah. And she did all the work. So there's a there's an internal shift that I feel of like I'm not just an athlete here. My internal my internal shift is like I'm here for my athletes. Yeah. Um, and that's a cool experience. It's cool like a feeling. fulfilling experience. So fulfilling. Yeah. And to see them push themselves and to know that. What we've been doing in training is paying off here. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic because we are tested dramatically on the floor at Masters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they do a good job of giving us tremendous amounts of volume 
we're all incredibly sore but not injured, yeah. which is a, a special way of programming for huge Masters competitions. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, dude. So, hey, I got to tell you how we found you in the first place. Um, we found your YouTube channel a while back. It was either YouTube or Instagram, I remember. You posted something about your RV, and you pull the the squat rack out, and you're doing bar muscle-ups in the middle of an RV park. And I reposted your reel on my story, and I'm like, you guys don't have any excuses now? Because I own a gym, and I'm a trainer or whatever, too. So I'm like, no one has any excuses. Look at this guy. He's 40. I think you were 46 or 47, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, and he's the, the winner of the games. I'm like, so what's your excuse? I thought it was so freaking cool to see that, that you were able to to put it all together and you're on the road you're not making excuses there's no victim mindset there it's just wh where do you get that kind of like resolve or inner dialogue that carries you through something like that well you know training training at that level is just part of my lifestyle yeah like it's so if i'm in my if i'm in the comfort of a home and i've got my gym i can go to mm. uh that's that's great but we we wanted to we had the opportunity to go out and do this rv thing and go full-time in that with that opportunity meant that we had to plan ahead and think like, I want to maintain my training. It's part of my life. I wake up, I train, I work, uh, I train in the afternoon. I work some more. It's just, it's part of my rhythm. It's part mm -hmm. of my lifestyle. There's no, I don't, I don't, I want to say there's no choice. There, it's of course it's a choice, but I am an athlete. Mm -hmm. Therefore I train or yeah. I am a games athlete. So it's almost like a mentality thing. I am who I am. And this is the behavior that follows. Right? Yeah. So, when it came to what RV do we purchase, what truck do we purchase, what equipment can we take with us, all of that was thought out mm. ahead of time so that I could train for all of this wherever I'm at. Yeah. And there was only one or two pieces of equipment that I didn't have. It was impossible to have a 15-foot rope in <laughs> yeah. an RV, right? You or would probably figure out how to make I that I could happen. have figured it out, <laughs> but it's got some danger. Or ring muscle-ups or a GHD. Yeah. Uh, this is just way too big. But I'll tell you that... I had in the RV uh, a ski erg, a bike erg, an echo bike, and yeah. a rower, four or 500 pounds of plates, three or four barbells, 70 pound dumbbell, two 50 pound dumbbells, 150 pound sandbag, pull up rig, uh, which is, is also a squat stand. Yeah. Um, stall mats that traveled with us so that if I was on dirt, I, I could create some, something level on the ground. So it was all methodically planned out to be able to train wherever we were, whether we're in remote parts of Montana mm -hmm. or, I mean, we stayed, you know, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio for three weeks and had yeah. a blast. That's awesome. Who knew that Ohio was like wine country? Um, is it wine country? There is wine country in outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. You never okay. expect it, but we went to yeah. wineries. Um, we, we discovered a lot of things about the United States in our travels. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, it's, we also discovered that when people go to RV parks, and we traditionally think RV park, you think like trailer park. Yeah. What we're talking about, like these are destinations. Like mm -hmm. um, people bring their families there on the holidays for like to, camping, for and camping stuff. and yeah. stuff. And we're spending three weeks at one place or two weeks at another place, a week at another place. People are like ten in the morning taking a walk with with a beverage, a cold alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Like yeah. They're there for vacation, yeah. and I'm doing like my first session for the day, so it looks peculiar, um, and we are we are not normal you uh, those of us you own a gym i travel in an rv and and live a life that that does you know bar muscle ups yeah <laughs> in the middle of an rv park on yeah. a saturday morning um but it is it is a lot about just like this is who i am 
And uh, for me, if, if I identify as like, you know, I'm a, I'm a master's athlete mm-hmm. and a master's athlete um, trains. Yeah. This is what I do. Do you drink alcohol? That's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. I do. You do? I do. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I do. I like, I, I don't drink a lot of alcohol because I try to stay away from grains actually. Mm. So uh, if I have alcohol, it's often, you know, a glass of wine Yeah. Uh, from time to time, something like that. But um, I may, I may enjoy a beer later. Yeah. But I Why do. not? One of the things when I, uh, for 10 years, I chewed tobacco. Okay. I developed this habit in my late thirties or early thirties. And don't, it's just the worst thing. It's so hard to quit because it's very, it's such a chemical addiction. Yeah, um, for sure. It's very physical as well. Yeah. But when I qualified for the CrossFit Games for the first time as a 42-year-old, I remember I went, you know, I qualified, I got the email, the invitation to the Games. It's a dream come true. And along, like within weeks, I was like, man, a Games athlete doesn't chew tobacco. Huh. Huh. Shoot. And that was just a mindset. And yeah. so I like threw the can out. And it was a hard just couple cold of days. turkey. I'll, yeah, cold turkey. Dang, it dude. was really tough. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you, it was one of the hardest things to ever quit, and I would never go back because of how difficult it was to quit. Sure. But the mindset was, well, a games athlete doesn't drink tobacco. A games athlete doesn't stay up all night right. working or drinking. Yeah. I mean, a games athlete needs good sleep. Mm-hmm. A games athlete eats for me three thousand calories a day, and I yeah. kind of think that way. A games athlete trains appropriately a games athlete takes deload weeks when necessary right and that's kind of the filter that i end up you know having behaviors follow that yeah so i have a couple of like life questions too right um we saw that so you have two young kids and then two older kids yes. okay how's the math work on that yeah 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 what's the story yeah. so yeah give me the story um i mean i got married super young yeah i was like 20 i think i was 20 or 21 when i got married uh the first time so we'll we'll preface it with that um had two kids amazing kids um don't get married when you're 20 it's yeah. a very dangerous thing makes so, sense anyway I was di- got divorced when i was 29 or 30 and uh actually played poker for a couple of years but still that's you played a whole what different t- i played poker for a couple of professionally years. yeah 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 stop no different way. story okay we'll, we'll, we'll circle yeah. back on that um but met a wonderful woman uh got married when i was 33 or 34 I don't know how old I was. Huh. I'm looking at her right now. She's over there. I don't know how old I was when I got married again. Um, and then we had kids as well. But um, my wife, Gina, she has been part of my older kids' lives since they were uh, like five and eight. Mm. So um, now my older kids are 25. My daughter's 25. She's pregnant. I'm going to be a grandpa in like three weeks. Wow. <laughs> You're a young grandpa. She, she's yeah. been married for four years. Despite all the advice, don't get married young. Yeah. She got married young. But she did wait four years to have kids. And he's a great dude. He's a great husband. They're, they're good. good. Uh, my son is 22. Just got married this summer. Cool. And I have a 10 and 6-year-old that uh, live and travel with us, obviously. Um, That's amazing. They're crazy. Are they homeschooled? They are homeschooled. Even now after buying the house? Yes. Okay. We, when we, uh, when we went and entered the COVID era, uh, we homeschooled them. And we realized, like, this is a really effective or efficient way of schooling yeah um and we could teach them we can have adventures we can explore and it also gave us the freedom to do the rv life and we ended up enjoying it and even though we did just purchase a house we're like two months into owning a house Mm -hmm. still have the rv but we have home base now um yeah homeschooling the kids like they can go out and jump on the trampoline for an hour and then come in and do school yeah it's so nice and then go out and play in the forest yeah we actually have to 
kick them out of the house often. Yeah. They like, get out. We have three acres. Go do Please something. Please go do things. Go <laughs> yeah. cut down some trees. We don't even care. Right. Hundreds and thousands of trees on our acreage. But um, but yeah, that's it's it's a good life to be able to have that flexibility to do that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So what did you do before cross? Were you a corporate guy? You mentioned photography. Great, great question. Um, I was a serial career changer in my twenties. Okay. Um. There were just so many opportunities, and I didn't, I didn't know where to go with any of Did you of go that. to college? I went to college, um, went to college as a married dad. Um, Jeez. But finished college, and then I got a master's degree in counseling psychology. Okay. And so I, was a, I became a therapist, opened my own private practice. Wow. And loved building a therapy practice, hated delivering therapy. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just, like, if you want to be a good therapist, a good family therapist, you have to love what you do. Yeah. And I didn't love it. Okay. So after four or five years... I, I stopped. I just realized I'm not great at this. Yeah. And I don't, I, you have to love that. It's just, it's too important to not love what you do. And that's when I, uh, I was divorced. Uh, I had a therapy practice and I, I flew to Las Vegas to go play poker one weekend. Because <laughs> I love poker. I love yeah. the game of poker. It was when poker was really hot. It was late 2007, 2008. Played poker for a weekend and I did well. And I flew home. And I was like, well, let me try that again. So two weeks later, I flew out for a weekend because I, I had my kids half the week. The other half the week, I didn't have them. So I flew out. Like, I didn't drink out there. I didn't party. That's yeah. not my jam at all. Okay. I just went and played poker 14 hours a day for three days. Sure. And it was heaven on earth because I love the game of poker. And I did well. So What was course, it? Was it like the high of chasing something? Is it kind of like the akin to the, the CrossFit? It's competition. Yeah. I mean, it's competition. And, and poker is not a, it's not purely a luck game. Yeah. There's a lot of skill involved. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of psychology. There's a meta game, a large game and a, and a small game happening at the same time. And so anyway, I wrote like a business plan on a napkin on flying out to Las Vegas every week and, and what I needed to make. And I did that for about 18 months. Wow. Every week, flew to Las Vegas, would come home, be with my kids for four days, fly to Las Vegas. Ended up with an apartment out there. I took my motorcycle out there, so I had transportation and lived this hybrid life. You were doing really good off of poker. I was doing, I was doing really well yeah. during a time when the world was flush with cash. Yeah. And then the financial crisis happened in 2008. Uh-huh. And I didn't understand what that meant at the time, but what that meant is that all disposable income disappeared. Ah. And as soon as I was playing only poker players, not tourists, I couldn't win at poker anymore. It was a little different. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. So I, I went from a, I mean, I had a, I had a lockbox at the Bellagio where like I kept all my, my chips, um, from a full lockbox to an empty lockbox in six months. I couldn't win. Wow. Now there's swings in poker and you have to plan for that. But I was also, I mean, I'm not that good at poker. I've tried. Believe okay. me, if I could just <laughs> yeah. do that, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. But, um, I moved on. I moved on, started a wedding photography business, dead broke. And in our first year, we miraculously booked 10 weddings. That's awesome. And then our second year, like 25, third year, 35 weddings. And we became successful in wedding photography. Yeah. Um, just watching YouTube videos to figure out how to do it. That's it amazing. Crazy. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, yeah. if you have the information out there for free. It's all out there. Yeah, take it. It's, I think almost any, almost any career, except for obviously very special careers, yeah. you could learn and self, self-teach so much. How to do so anything. Much. Even 10 years ago, you could learn how to shoot great photography yeah. um, and be a great uh, wedding photographer because there's so much information online. So yeah, that's amazing, that. dude. So I'm really curious, and I know we don't have that much time still, but I'm really curious about your business side mm-hmm. to things because my girlfriend and I refer to you as the businessman of CrossFit. That's how we always look at you and think yeah. about you. 
Um, but you do it in such a, it's not a salesy way. Like yeah. it's, it's genuine. You yeah. really use the products. Yes. What are some of the products and that you, that you genuinely do like to use, yep. um, that you feel really help you yep. and how do you go about like selling them or, you yeah. know, or promoting them? Like yeah, I do have them. sponsorships, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I've to, to, to preface this, I've been offered things to, to share or sponsorships with products I don't like. Yeah. And I didn't, didn't do it. Yeah. Like I, I've had samples come to me and I'm like, I don't like this. I can't promote it. Yeah. It's no good. Um, so what I, I mean, the first rule is like, I, I am, I'm only going to promote products that I absolutely love. I love So that. you've seen in my videos, like element. Yep. It's just, it's just salt yeah. to add to water. It's, I'm it's, on a subscription box, dude. I mean, it's yeah. the best. It's the best. Um, and I found that for pre-workout, like it is a performance enhancing experience to use electrolytes, especially that much salt mm -hmm. in a pre-workout. So that just becomes part of my lifestyle. In mm -hmm. fact, when they call me every quarter, I'm like, hey, you know, Element would like to renew you for another three months. I'm like, heck yeah, and yeah. I need more product. Yeah, and you send me more, <laughs> send I need more otherwise I've got to buy it because I'm almost out. Yeah. Um, so that's a product where I'm just as excited about the sponsorship because I use the product so much. Yeah. Same thing with, for example, Black Label supplements. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whey protein is, is a fairly commoditized thing. Mm -hmm. So is creatine, beta alanine. And so with that, with that company, I've chosen a company that that is really backing Masters athletes. You awesome. Know, they, they've gotten behind Masters athletes. They come to Masters competitions. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to go with a company that is like, hey, they're taking a chance on a Masters athlete. Yeah. I'm going to promote the heck out of that because I'm going to use the product regardless. And I could talk about all the other companies I did reach out to mm -hmm. and just crickets when yeah. they don't realize like the impact. If you promote something to Masters, Masters athletes buys things. I We've got disposable income. Yeah, you're the ones with the money. Totally. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's a couple of sponsors I'd like to mention right now where I'm like, hey, I mean, I need a, I need an air runner. FYI. Hey, Assault Fitness, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I really need an air runner. Send them an air runner. runner. Yeah, Just these, take one of these ones over here. Yeah, Alabama is way too hilly. Yeah. Okay, so I need, <laughs> I need, I need an air runner. But, um, but that's what it comes down to. It's like yeah. choosing my partners who, who are investing in masters as a, as a demographic um, and that I, I very much use in my life. Yeah. And so it makes it easy. Thirdsy is another example. Yeah. Thirdsy is a sleep it's a recovery collagen and um, I've always taken something to help my recovery and when Thursday reached out to me actually about almost two years ago now um, I looked at their ingredients and I was like send me a sample pack because I already take half this stuff and they sent yeah. it my recovery went through the roof that's awesome and then it it's easy to promote something where you're like dude I tested this and it was like a game changer yeah um, and it's a great company so then I am able to the Stick fact that they that. don't have melatonin too. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, we actually had Dr. Justine, the founder, co-founder of hmm. Thirdsy on our podcast a couple weeks ago. And she explained why they don't have melatonin. She helped me understand like the science behind that. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, they, it's not, again, the more I trust a product, the more I can share. And yeah. she like, she expanded that trust, not just based on my experience, but the fact that it's, it's well thought out. Yeah. So yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, hey. I appreciate your time so much, Always. man. I know you got to go support your athletes, and I, I, I can definitely jive with that. So hey. thanks a lot. Hey, like, subscribe, be part of the channel. Got anything you want to plug? Uh, if you want to find me, just Google Jason Grubb. Yeah. That's easy. Sweet, man. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. You got it. Thanks. Hey, man, that was great. That was I appreciate great. you. Great questions. Yeah. Easy answers. Awesome. Cool. We, we could spend an hour. We could spend two hours.